Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, one question which comes up at this time of the year is how our royals celebrate Christmas. Now, you might be quite surprised at how they do things, bearing in mind that they lead a rather lavish lifestyle. So the first thing that I want to tell you is that our royals uh, keep some German traditions for Christmas. And that's because Queen Victoria, who was one of our longest reigning monarchs, she died in 1901, she was married to Prince Albert of Hanover. He was a German man, and he introduced lots of German traditions. It is said that the reason why we put up Christmas trees is because of him, although I'm sure I read somewhere that Christmas trees existed long before he did, but I think he may have been instrumental in bringing it to British life and culture. He also had a tradition, as Germans still have, of opening the Christmas presents on the 24th of December. It's called Christmas Eve uh, present giving. We don't do that here in the UK. We open our Christmas presents on the 25th. So this is a tradition that he started for our royals and is one that they still have today. So they, at Buckingham Palace, they have a 20-foot tree. Of course, Buckingham Palace has very high ceilings and that'll be in the white drawing room. And the gifts are kept in the red drawing room. And on the evening of the 24th, all of the royals will get together, including the grandchildren, and they will open their gifts. And then they will dress up with gowns and suits and they'll go to a party. Now, one thing you might find very interesting is that the gifts that they give each other are very simple gifts, despite the fact that they're obviously very rich, and a lot of it is their personal wealth, but probably a lot of it isn't, because they're just really custodians of it. They buy each other very silly, stupid gifts, like bars of soap or toothbrushes. They don't actually spend a lot of cash buying each other diamonds, as you might expect. I don't know why they do that. It it may be something of history, or it may just be that they know that there's no point wasting money. might explain why they're so rich if they look after their cash very well. And so that's what they do on the 24th. And then on the 25th, they get up early, 
but they don't meet each other. So let me explain. The women all have breakfast in their rooms and the men go for breakfast together. I think it's half eight in the morning and then they all go to church and then they come back and they have a delicious lunch. Now, up until the time the queen died, as soon as that was over, she left and went to Norfolk until the end of the holidays. I'm not sure if Charles and Camilla still do that, but she basically wasn't around. And then they were free to celebrate uh, the Christmas season. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, <clears throat> the Christmas tree is in the white drawing room and uh, the gifts are in the red drawing room. The The words drawing room uh, originated in the 16th century. Uh, it was a room for withdrawing to. So in a party, uh, the owner or the guest of a house could withdraw to have a private conversation uh, in another part of the house. So over time, those rooms became known as drawing rooms. Of course, these days, most of us, probably all of us, we, we no longer have drawing rooms. Um, it was something aristocratic in the days of huge mansion houses. And of course, Buckingham Palace is huge, so it still has drawing rooms. So over time, the term evolved to drawing room, and that came to be understood as a formal reception room used for entertaining guests in large houses or mansions. The room, the drawing room, was typically more elaborately decorated than other parts of the house, which reflected its importance for social gatherings. So, of course, our media is busy reporting that on Christmas Day, uh, um, William and Kate won't see each other until they go to church together. Because, you know, the royal family is run a little bit like the Vatican. There are certain things that they have to do. It's like protocol, and that can never be broken. And I know that uh, in history, Prince Albert, that's Queen Victoria's husband, uh, he didn't like that because he wasn't king. He was the queen's consort. And when they were living in Buckingham Palace, Prince Albert didn't like the woman who was running the place and he called her the dragon. <laughs> and he referred to Buckingham Palace as the house of the dragon. He really hated her. And I know that um, the queen, the old queen, uh, the mother of Prince Charles, Queen Elizabeth, when she was living in Buckingham Palace, her husband, her consort, Prince Philip, he wasn't king. And he also had issues with this because he, he couldn't understand what everyone was doing. He wanted to know 
what everyone was doing there, maybe to try to reform them or change them, because he didn't know uh, what their roles were. So he started walking around and opening doors and asking people directly, hello, you know, <laughs> what do you do here? And they didn't like that. So they started to lock all the doors so that he couldn't just walk in. And of course, that just made him angry because he felt he was in charge of the house, even though he wasn't. And they told him, you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. You just let us do our thing. We're here to protect you, to cook for you, to look after you. You don't need to know everything that happens here. You just need to trust us. Uh, yeah, and it's a very strange kind of situation. And I suppose in an environment like that, it gets very hostile because you don't know who your friends are and you don't know who your enemies are. So I suppose it's something very similar to the Vatican. There are all these things that you must do almost liturgically and there's other times when you get to relax and all you do is just obey the system because the system isn't going to change. It's very interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Okay, so that's the story of our royals. Now, speaking of Christmas, I have to tell you, yesterday I made these delicious baked chicken nuggets. Now, um, I'm going to make these at Christmas time, but I wanted to go for a test run last night. You know, a test run is when you basically do a trial run, okay? A test run is when you do something the first time. Like before you buy the new car, you take it out for a test run or a test spin, a spin in the new car. So I wanted to do a test run by making these baked chicken nuggets. And I have to say they were delicious, really. Let me tell you what you need to make these. I went and bought a pound of boneless chicken breasts. Now, don't ask me what that is in kilograms because I have no idea. Uh, one and a half cups of breadcrumbs. And that's those ones, you know, they're, they're things that you coat a chicken with, you know. So if a chicken is in a sauce, you can dip it in breadcrumbs. You can buy them. It's not real breadcrumbs. It's, it's basically a coating. Uh, if you're going to bake chicken. Uh, one teaspoon of Italian seasoning, one teaspoon of black pepper, two teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of paprika, one and a half cups of buttermilk. And I added a quarter of a teaspoon of stevia, which is an artificial sugar for diabetics, but you can add as much sugar as you want. If you're going to add sugar, you'd need to add more than a quarter of a teaspoon of stevia because stevia is a sweetener. You only need a tiny drop. So I would say go for as much sugar as you want, depending on how sweet you want to make it. And it was really easy to make. You just put the buttermilk, paprika, 
uh, stevia, salt, and pepper. Mix it all together. Put it in a bowl. Mix it together. Uh, then you cut the chicken breasts into bite-sized pieces. You put the chicken in the mixture uh, that you've just made with the buttermilk and everything else. And you just leave it there, mix it all up, cover it, and leave it there for at least two hours. Um, then all you have to do is uh, drain the chicken after two hours, coat it in breadcrumbs, now, uh, I have to say there, though, before you do that, you mix the breadcrumbs with some Italian seasoning. So if you like, um, for example, thyme uh, or other Italian herbs, you can mix them all up together. I just used a seasoning I have, which is called Italian mixed herbs. Okay, they're dried. So I mixed them all together with the breadcrumbs, mixed it all up, and then added the chicken to coat them. Uh, covered them with olive oil, not too much, just a little bit on the top, and then put it all in the oven. Okay, so no sauce, all right? You basically uh, lay out the breadcrumbs, add the Italian seasoning with the breadcrumbs in another bowl, drain the chicken off from the sauce, and then add them to the breadcrumbs. Uh, and when you've done all of that, you can... Uh, cook it at 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, of course, arrange the chicken so that it's not all sticking to each other, okay? Um, and you have lovely little nuggets. You can make them as big or as small as you want. So very easy. So, yeah, so you just cover them with olive oil. You bake them about 10 to 13 minutes, and that's it. It's delicious things, delicious so that's a good recipe for you to try. You only need chicken breadcrumbs, Italian seasoning, just to make the breadcrumbs, you know, have a nice taste. Black pepper, kosher salt, paprika, and buttermilk. Um, in case you're wondering what the royals will be eating, they generally have the big English breakfast on Christmas morning with the eggs, bacon, sausages, and everything else, but they'll also have pastries and fruits, particularly grapefruits. So that's what they'll be having. Um, I don't know what they'll have at nighttime, but that's that's their um, their thing. Probably in the media, they'll announce what the royals will eat for dinner. Um, no doubt it'll be a huge turkey or chicken, because that's usually what British people eat. We have a big bad very similar to Thanksgiving in America, you know, turkey is up there as being the main dish of the day. Uh, and then people settle down to watch the King's speech at three o'clock. Uh, well, I won't, but <laughs> a lot of people find that uh, very important for them. And that's it for me. So I hope you found this helpful. And I hope your Christmas preparations are coming along nicely. If you are someone who celebrates Christmas, I mean, we we here in the UK go really crazy with shopping and stuff. It's I don't know why we do that. Um, it seems to me that the rest of Europe has a rather conservative approach to it, which is also very good. So that's it for me. I'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye.